one. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. This is your host, Zach Colburn. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jen Butters, in the building. Jen, you can say hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? So I want to give Jen a little bit of a backstory on the podcast and kind of lay down like a preface for what we're going to talk about on this episode. Now, in this podcast, we don't necessarily talk about tactics or strategies for growing a business, but what we talk about is the journey and a lot of before story, a lot of, you know, transformation stories of what it takes to go from, you know, being a nine to five worker or being a student in college and stepping into entrepreneurship for the first time. So Jen has a very unique story that I want to share with you guys. She's built a very successful business. I think her business is doing about 40000 a month, which is incredible for someone who's in her early 20s like she is and someone who lives a lifestyle like she does. She travels, she parties, you know, she likes to have a lot of fun. Um, but she started this business in college. So she was going to school uh, for a degree that she didn't care about, started her business uh, and has a very unique story because she didn't drop out of school. She actually finished school, got her degree. Um, and it's just like, I don't, I don't even know if you're using it now, but I'll go ahead and let you share your story. We can go ahead and talk about your journey from going from like, you know, the normal paradigm of going to school, expecting to get a job and then stepping into entrepreneurship. Yeah. So Zach likes to hype me up. So thank you for that. Um, what's going on guys. So I'm Jen, Jen Butters, Jen Butters fit on Instagram. Check me out. Um, but pretty much, I guess kind of just going into my backstory, like Zach wants to talk about, which he loves to talk about. Um, when I was 19, I started online coaching. It was right before I turned 20. Um, it was January, you know, start of the spring semester, my junior year of college. And, you know, I do have a lot of Instagram followers, so it definitely was helping me out. But I pretty much off the bat ended up getting like 80 inquiries of those inquiries, only about like 10 of them actually signed up. Um, but yeah, I had 10 clients off the bat. And within like two or three weeks, like I was sitting in my construction management classes because I was pursuing a degree in construction management, uh, just texting my clients, answering their check-ins, helping them through whatever's going on. Uh, I do work with a lot of girls who have a poor relationship with food and try and coach them through that. So, you know, really going into some deep stuff with them. And I'm sitting here and, you know, my construction classes learning about pouring concrete and I'm just like, this is lame. <laughs> like I wasn't even really able to pay attention and it was a pretty small program. They only accepted like 40 kids every semester. So you have the same classes, the same 40 kids. And to be fair, everyone kind of, you know, cheated off each other or gave each other homework and stuff. So that's kind of how I was getting by for a little. And then, you know, midway through February, I had online been online coaching for about a month and a half and completely zoned out of college, uh, was not paying attention at all. And we had our first exam in construction estimating, which is to this day, still the hardest class I've ever taken. And yeah, dude, like I remember going through this multiple choice and like, I couldn't even try and finesse the multiple choice. And I was like, oh my God. And then we got to like these like quite like crazy equations. And I like, didn't even know what formula I had. I didn't know a single formula. And I turned that exam in blank. Um, just immediately like walked out the class after turning that exam and started crying in the lobby of the construction building. Um, couldn't find my car keys. I called my dad hysterically crying and I was just like, yo, like I can't do this anymore. Like I just want to drop out. Like I want to go full-time coaching. Like I think if I, you know, drop out of school, like I'll be able to put so much time and energy into this. And like, I think I could make it work. And 
my dad, I mean, he, he's the most supportive man on the face of this planet. You know, he wanted me to do my own thing. My dad used to actually compete in bodybuilding back in the day. So he understands the fitness world and he definitely like believed in education. So he was like, I will support you and I will like be there and I will like, you know, be there for you, but like, you're not dropping out of school. We're not doing that. Um, so I ended up finishing school after switching my degree after three years of college. Um, so I switched my degree to applied communications and public relations with a minor in social media. So I do actually use some of those things. A lot of the things are more on like social media strategy and like SEO and websites and driving traffic, things along those lines. But I definitely do have more of an academic view on social media, which I think has uh, helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, after that, I had two years left of school since I switched my degree, ended up taking six classes a semester, every semester, even in the summer, to finish that degree in under two years. Um, and while doing that, I really grew my business. I moved, I was visiting my friends Lexi and Melissa in San Diego and decided to send it two weeks later. I moved from Florida all the way to San Diego and, you know, being surrounded by online coaches and people who were just freaking killing it, you know, really pushed me to be my best self and really become who I wanted to become. So yeah, finished my degree in December of like three months ago. And yeah, my business really picked up um, my last semester of college and that's what I've been doing. Awesome. I, uh, and that's kind of where we met too. I think um, I actually used to live in San Diego. I moved to Washington DC, lived there for a year. And when I came back, I met with all my friends and then there was this new girl, Jen Butters. And we we're both kind of like, who are you? And like, we just kind of <laughs> hit it off. We hung out a couple of times. Um, I remember the first time we hung out, you drove me around in your car and you're like, you got to listen to this DJ. You got to go to festivals. You got to blah, blah, blah. She eventually uh, convinced me to go to hard summer. And then ever since we, and then we've been really good friends, but there's a lot of things I want to unpack in your backstory. Um, and yeah, there's one story I want to add in that though. Oh, uh, something I don't think me and you have reflected on this, but I was actually talking to Alicia about this. Um, so Zach and I kind of hit it off right off the bat. I was just like, yo, this guy is not trying to get with me. He vibes with me. He wants to learn more about me. Like this is the homie. Like Zach and I would have like movie nights in my apartment. And I remember so vividly, I don't remember what movie we were watching, but Zach was talking about how he had a business mentor. And he was talking about how he was so interested in business mentoring. And he was talking about how he doesn't think like online coaching was the thing for him. And like, I was reflecting back on that. I'm like, wow, it's so crazy that I remember you before you were a business coach and now you are one and now I'm out here helping you with it. So I think that's a really dope story to throw in there. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I remember the movie was Venom. Yeah. We watched. Oh yeah. We were watching Venom. I knew it was like a superhero movie, but I didn't remember which one. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that, and I say this all the time too. Um, I believe that I am an entrepreneur at heart and a business coach at heart because when I was fitness coaching, I think fitness coaching was kind of a means to an end. It was kind of like the first business that I had to start in order to become what I wanted to become. But I knew that fitness coaching wasn't for me because and I would see all these coaches talking about hormones and PEDs and like all these complex stuff. I'm like, I'm out here learning about lead generation and sales and like, you know, funnels and paid traffic and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I think I need to lean in that direction. So um, you know, you were in the very early stages of that, but when you move to San Diego, this is something that I don't think a lot of people realize when they are starting their business. Now, online coaching in specific, like in specifically online coaching can be very lonely if you're out in middle America, or even if you're like in the North Northeast, 
in San Diego, it's a very hot spot. So you're surrounded by online coaches, but like out in the rest of America, you know, if you're out in Wisconsin and you're an online coach, you're like the only online coach for like 30 miles. Right. And it can be pretty isolating, pretty lonely. So what was your experience like in Florida, in college as an online coach running your own business versus moving to San Diego? How important was it for you to find that community? So the thing about like doing anything without a coach or, you know, the first time you're doing it, it's like, you're going to make mistakes and you're not really going to have much direction. So like the way that my coaching, like kicked off, even though I started off with like 10 clients, which is great. Like I told you, I got like 80 people who applied and like, I responded to every single one of those with very personalized things, spent hours to only hear back from like 10 of them. And like, I literally started off doing things on like Venmo because I didn't know like what payment systems to use. And, you know, it was just like, I didn't really have any direction because I was like, there was no one for me to talk to. And it wasn't like, I was going to like text someone who I was like, kind of loosely friends with on the internet and ask them for help. Like, that's kind of weird. Like if I had to hit up Kendall before we were actually friends or, you know, I didn't know you yet, it just would have been weird, you know? So when I, when I ended up visiting Lexi and Melissa in San Diego, like, in one hour, Lexi made me an LLC. She got me hooked up on PayPal business. And, and she told me that I had to start sending audio clips. And like in one hour, I did more progress in my business to like excel it forward than like I would have in Florida because I just didn't have anyone to help me. Um, so that's kind of one of the main factors that was like, okay, you need to move just because being able to talk to people who are actually your friends and like motivate you is just going to actually help you be better and that was kind of what happened when I visited San Diego I was just like being around these people it's going to help me you know figure my shit out you know be inspired be motivated and just kind of push me a little bit harder than I would be in Florida yeah and so I also know that you moved pretty impulsively it was like I'm pretty sure you decided that you're going to move that weekend and then two weeks later you were here you probably didn't even have time to say goodbye to any of your friends or anything like that so what walk me through the decision making or the, the thought process behind that to be fair i decided i was going to move to san diego 20 minutes after i landed so, okay, <laughs> um, what okay what did you experience in that 20 minutes that made you decide within 20 minutes that you're moving so just some backstory i was actually in la because i was talking to a guy who was in la at the time and basically my flight back to Florida got canceled. And the next flight back to Florida got canceled where I would miss my Monday class at UF. And then my next class that I had to go to wasn't until Wednesday. So I was like, I can stay in California for like two more days. Like I'm already gonna miss my Monday class. So like I might as well stay in California for two more days. But the guy I was visiting, like not into it, wanted to get out of LA. So I called my friend Lexi and I'm like, yo, I'm at LAX. My flight just got canceled. Like, what would you do if I just booked a flight to San Diego? And she's like, uh, I'd let you sleep here. And I was like, okay, cool. So I literally was already in LAX, just bought another flight down to San Diego. And um, Hector actually ended up picking me up at the airport. I had never met him before. And he picked me up and he was just blasting like really intense bass. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the atmosphere. And like, just when you land in the San Diego airport, like it's literally like on the water, like in like the, the bay and it's beautiful. And I landed at like noon and it was like not a cloud in the sky and it was just beautiful. And like, we went straight to the, the gym, which like EOS, the summer of like, what is it, 2019? Like that was the spot, you know? There was like all these people recording, like all these people doing things. And I was just like, damn, like, I just feel like comfortable like, doing what I want to do in this environment. 
That's so I remember like texting my dad within an hour of me landing in San Diego being like, yep, I'm moving. And he was like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so decided I was going to move, decided on like what, where I would live. And this happened in the end of April. So, or yeah, the end of April and exams for my university was the last week of April. So, um, I moved right after my semester ended. So it was like kind of like really well-timed because I didn't have an apartment anymore in, at UF. I like got someone to take over my lease because I knew I was going to be leaving college. I was going to go fully online. Like I knew I was going to do that. I knew I wasn't going to be living in Gainesville anymore. So I didn't have an apartment anywhere. Um, I was actually looking for apartments in South Florida by my family, but I hadn't committed to any of them yet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Instead, I'm just going to commit to an apartment in San Diego. And um I had to move out of my apartment in Gainesville anyways. So, you know, I moved it all out and then I sent it to San Diego because I had nowhere else to really go besides my parents' house. I love Just that. made more sense. <laughs> I, um, I, think you, I think you hit a uh, pretty interesting point here. Something that we take for granted as online coaches. And this can be taken for anybody who's on an entrepreneurial journey of like wanting to achieve their dreams. Like if you feel alone, there is somewhere in the world where what you want to do is very, very normal. I remember uh, being home in Salinas when I was first starting my online coaching business and I would film YouTube videos, I would vlog and I would film my workouts and God damn, I was fucking bullied. I was mad dogged in the gym. People would talk shit like, and then I come down to San Diego and everybody's filming. Like it is so normal to see a tripod set up with the, uh, with the camera and like no one bats an eye. It's very normal, very welcome. So I do think your environment plays a huge role in success and just like, helping you excel in your own personal journey. But I do want to go back to the very, very beginning of your story. I mean, I know we're kind of hopping around on timelines here, but very, very beginning. I remember um, you always say when you first started your fitness page, you were bullied, right? So can we, uh, can we talk about what that was like for you, what your mindset was like, and how did you overcome that? Like, you know, if people were saying shit, people were bullying you. How did you overcome that and like, just be you? Yeah. So when I was in, I actually competed for the first time when I was in high school, I competed like two weeks before my like high school prom. And I mean, like I was that girl walking around with a gallon of water eating like this, like smelly tuna in the middle of my class. Like I was that girl. I'm like, I mean, when I started going to high school, I was like kind of overweight. So I went from like overweight girl to like water and tuna girl throughout college I and mean, throughout high school. And it was weird, you know, like people weren't doing that. And like people still kind of viewed me as like, like for a year before I, started, I competed, people were like, Jen keeps posting selfies at the gym. Like, that's weird. Like people were very aggressively um, open about the fact that they thought what I was doing was weird. So I actually did start a fitness page in high school. And after a day, I was just so scared of what people would say I deleted it. So after my freshman year of college, I finally started it. And this was, I guess, 2017. And I literally decided, like, if I'm going to start a fitness page, like, it's going to be popping. Like, if someone wants to make fun of it, it's going to be so popping that, like, whatever the whatever they want to say is still going to be good. So I literally, I mean, I was in contest prep at the time. So I was doing two hours of cardio a day. So I would literally spend that two hours every single day watching YouTube videos on how to make your Instagram page popping. So I did that for a week, which is, like, 14 hours of research, which like in video form, that's like hundreds of pages if that was like transcribed. Um, So then I started my fitness page and I just took all of the advice that people took me online, post consistently, post high quality, 
have engaging captions, talk on your story, like do all these things. And, you know, I came at it at a point where I was like, I'm not going to do something that people can make fun of. I'm going to do it the way that like pros do it so that I become one of them, you know, just act like who I want to be. And if people want to say I'm not it, like too bad because I am because I'm acting like it kind of mood. <laughs> I, I freaking love that. I think uh, it's very important to highlight that even at a young age in high school, you did not let your environment sink you down to where they wanted you. You very deliberately elevated your yourself away from that and kind of just shot for what you wanted to shoot for, which which I, I love. I think it's uh, I think it's really, really incredible. Um, but I do want to talk about maybe some low moments. I personally, you know, I don't, I don't know from what I know of your story, it seems like one thing kind of led to another, which led to another, which led to another, but I'm sure there's moments in your business to where you probably doubted yourself. You probably wondered whether this is going to work, whether you can achieve your dreams. And there's a lot of people on their journey that don't have that support and have never been told like, Hey, you know, believe in yourself. Right. So can you tell me about some dark moments that you faced building your business on your personal journey that led you here to where you're just like, you know, you thought you were going to lose it all? Yeah. So um, kind of just going back to the fact that like I was bullied to do this in high school, like this girl, I won't say her name, but like she literally like just hated me for no reason. And she would like go up to my face and be like, you're a fucking bitch. No one fucking likes you. Like you need to like just fucking leave our school, like just whisper it in my ear and just like walk away. And like, she would do that to me like twice a week, like all high school. And she was like the coolest girl in our school. And wow. Yeah. And um, like, dude, I committed to go to the University of Alabama and she was like, and my cousin goes there and she was like, oh, you're gonna go there to fuck your cousin. Like just like really aggressive things. But I ended up getting into her dream school and she didn't. So what's up? Um, But like, (laughs) I, but like, I literally remember like, it was like in my freshman year of college before I even had my fitness page, I posted something like on my Snapchat story and I was like on like a frat formal and I was like drunk and like she was like messaging me really aggressive things like trying to bully me like even after high school. And like that was before I started my fitness page and I remember like when I started my fitness page I'm like what is she going to say? Like I know she's going to have something to say. And I remember within like an hour of me posting it on my personal page that I like made a fitness page, someone had sent me a screenshot of her already talking shit about me. and I just like had to like really tell myself that like I'm doing this for me and like if someone's gonna waste their time trying to pull me down like that says more about them than me you know people don't try and pull someone down who's already beneath them (laughs) like you have to remind yourself of that and um yeah I don't know I feel like that's kind of like more it for me like even when I started my fitness page like my fitness page I made it over the summer and by the time that school had started again in the fall I already had like 7,000 followers and like people started calling me like Jen Butters fit they weren't just calling me Jen anymore like people used to call me Butterballs like no one was calling me that anymore they started calling me Jen Butters fit and like if people would see me in the gym they'd be like yo you're gonna go take a selfie like and I know it was playful but it was kind of just like yo I'm kind of embarrassed I'm trying to do this and you're not really helping me but like I'm gonna do it anyways kind of mood um And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of like throughout my journey to get to where I am now, it was just kind of like understanding that people aren't going to understand me and my journey. And like, they might think that they're being supportive or like they might think they're playing games, but like it kind of is embarrassing. Like you just really need to identify what is important to you, what your goals are, and just continue to act on that 
rather than let anything that anyone says, you know, no matter what the connotation is, affect you. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, I guess also people were asking me like, why I even thought I was qualified to be an online coach? And I was like, because I'm a boss. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what it comes down to is just always, you know, deciding like, this is what I'm going to do and doing it and believing in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, like who else will? I love that. I think uh, an important thing to highlight here too is like, when you're starting something new, like you got, you got flack for starting the fitness page. You got flack for starting the coaching business. I don't think that there's any way that you can ever control how someone else feels or what someone else says. What you have to control is how you react to what they say. Right. So you're never going to be able to cause people to stop saying things about you, but you can control how you feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of what life is, is responding to things or reacting to things. You know, there's not much in your control, but your response is in your control. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's it. So I have to ask, do you have any tabs on where this girl is in life now? Do you, do you know anything about what she's up to? Oh yeah. We still follow each other on our personal, like on my personal page. I don't really open my personal page often unless I just want to post something of me and my handsome boyfriend. But, um, <laughs> um, honestly I, I sent her kind of not an aggressive message, but she put on her story something like a month or two ago and was like, oh, I can read it to you. She put something that was like, if someone's making fun of you, like they're just trying to tear you down, like do what's best for you. And I responded to it. And I was literally like, so funny. You gave me so much shit for working out and you're posting this LOL. And she saw it and didn't answer. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I, dude. She went, I went to her dream school and she went to our rival school because she didn't get in. And now she's like, basically, I think still living on her parents' house now. So That'd be her. <laughs> Look at you. I love that. Well, we uh we can start to wrap things up a little bit. I kind of want to talk about your future. You know, uh, you did just join the personal trainers business incubator as an assistant coach. So now you are helping our coaches really step into their leadership roles as entrepreneurs. And uh, honestly, you've been adding so much freaking value, like way more value than I I, I ever expected. Um, but I want to know what, what are you, what's your plans for the future? You know, one year out, five years out, 10 years out, do you have a horizon? Are you goal oriented? Do you have goals or are you just kind of go with the flow, kind of let things happen as they go? What, what does that look like for you? Um, so I feel like you're going to hate this answer, but I feel like I'm pretty good flow. Um, I feel like things are kind of ever changing. Um, and I feel like your goals should be ever changing. You know, I have my goals for like this year. And once I achieve those goals, you know, we'll figure out my goals moving forward. I have some pretty big goals for this year though. So, Good. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like if you would have asked me at the beginning of this year, if I was going to be helping business coaching, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that that was in the cards for me, you know? So I think it's just kind of seek opportunity, continue to seek opportunity that is going to elevate you and fulfill you. Those are my big goals moving forward. Awesome. I love that. And I, I, I agree with you too. If you were to ask 19 year old me what I would be doing at 25, I would have never expected to be living in San Diego. It was a very like spontaneous decision to move here when I did. Um, I feel like when I look into the future, I have a vision of what I want it to look like. Like, obviously I want like kids. I want a nice car. I want a big house. I want to be able to support my family, but I don't know like the specifics. Like, I don't know where that house is going to be or what kind of car or what, what my kids are going to be like. I just kind of have a direction. 
my yeah. question for you is if, you know, you don't have these, you know, super hard set goals, what gives you direction? How do you find your way and navigate your way through life in the direction that you want to go? Um, so I just want to be better than who I was yesterday. And that applies to my business. That applies to the quality of my coaching that applies to everything. You know, like I said, I have some goals set for this year that I'm seeking to achieve. And then at the end of this year, I'm going to evaluate, you know, what's the goals for next year? How can we be better? Um, so I'm very self-motivated by just being better than who I was yesterday. Maybe that's like the bodybuilder thing in me where there's always room for improvement, but uh, yeah, just trying to be better than myself because it'd be a freaking shame to just kind of stay the same. That rhymes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think if you're not moving forward, then eventually you're going to start moving backwards. I love it. I love it. Now, one last question. Um, I always say that Jen has like the highest capacity for, you know, responsibility of out of anyone that I've ever met. You were taking like six classes a semester. You were actively growing your business. Like, so I remember it was last semester for you. I think the fall semester, you were like taking as more classes than you've ever taken. You... Moved. Like, yeah, you moved and you were um, like working with a mentor to grow your business. So it wasn't just like, oh, your business is making you money. Like you were actively putting in work and hours to, to grow it. And then not only that, you travel a ton, like every single weekend you're off to a festival, you're off snowboarding or you're off doing something. What do you, what do you say to someone who is working a nine to five and wants to grow their business and just doesn't feel like they can do it all or they're in school growing a business and they just don't feel like they, they have the capacity to do it all. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it a step back. So in August was when my business really, really grew. And that's when I was working with a mentor. And that's when I also moved to LA and that's when my fall semester started and I was taking six classes, but this was also during COVID before I even like had a gym membership here. But like to give you guys an idea, I would literally wake up at 6 a.m and then sit at my freaking chair all day until Alex got home from work at like 8 p.m. So I was working like basically 14 hour days and I have a coffee maker. There'd be like three or four coffees consumed throughout the day. I would like forget to eat and like start scarfing down in the middle of the day. Um, so if you are like really struggling, like figure out how to get into your zone. I really do think like most people don't even know what that means in America, to be fair. Like, and I'm also a really hard believer that a good employee will replace five employees. Like if you, I can accomplish more in one hour than me on a bad day in five hours. So like you need to be someone, if you have so much on your plate and you just have so much to achieve, like you need to make those hours count. You need to figure out how to manage your time. You need to figure out what is important to you and what's on the top of the agenda and what's not. And you just need to make sure that you're executing on these things because, I mean, to be fair, like nine to fives, yeah, they suck, but like you're still done by five o'clock. Sun's still shining, like, and you got the whole weekend. So like, you have weekends, you know, like there's a lot more that can be done. And if you're telling yourself like, oh, like I'm working a nine to five, like I can't dedicate all my time to this, like homegirl, I bet if you had a different viewpoint on that, you'd be able to get a lot more done. Good. I love it. I love it. I always say uh, you have to run twice as fast, right? There's a, there's a quote that I put in my book that's actually from Alice in Wonderland. And essentially Alice is like running through this race. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. Alice is like running through a race and she's not getting anywhere and she's running as fast as she possibly can. She's staying in the same spot. 
And uh, the Red Queen is like, hey, look, in this race, you know, you run as fast as, as you can to stay in the same spot. And in order to get where you want to go, you have to run twice as fast, right? And so working in nine to five or going through school day to day to day to day, you're putting in work, you're putting in effort, you're running as, as fast as you can. But at the end of the day, you're not actually moving forward in the, in the goals that you want to have, like your business. You're going to have to put in extra work after the work that you put in, run twice as fast and just do more in order to make actual daily progress. But Jen, I want to thank you for hopping on the call uh, or hopping on the podcast. You know, it was a quick one. I, I just wanted to introduce you to the peeps. I think you have a, an amazing story. Anything that you want to share, you want to leave off with before we, uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, well, if you're not already in the personal trainers, you know, business course plus, you should be in it. Um, but yeah, if you're someone who is, you know, struggling to balance your work with your new business or school and everything, like, I just want you to really, I really take it in yourself to understand that you are more than capable of doing it to verbalize that to yourself and to take action based on your belief that you know you can get it done. Because once you believe in yourself, it is 50 times easier to put in the work to do so. If you're always second guessing if this is gonna have a return, if you're like, is this even worth it? Like you're not gonna work hard enough. So just believe in yourself and act like you believe in yourself and make it happen. I love that. I think I think you're starting to realize too, it's like within our program, the strategies and tactics, like people learn that very quickly, but like the, the thing that's really making a difference is confidence, self-belief and, and really just faking it till you make it. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that. Jen, if you want to uh, leave your Instagram or any social media, you know, platforms or anything that you want to uh, people to follow you on, you can do so here. Yeah. My Instagram is Jen Butters Fit. That is definitely where I am most active. So check me out there. Uh, that's really it. Other than that, just hit us up to learn how to grow your business. That's what we do. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. Bye. Bye.